Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Mariah Edgington, who is a retired critical care and emergency nurse who integrated holistic practices such as Reiki, aromatherapy, breathing techniques, and guided meditation into her practice. She found using these tools so effective, she used them with hospital staff to decrease stress and reduce burnout. After retiring, Mariah transitioned to mindset coaching. She and her husband, Byron, recently co-authored a book that promotes her positive message of owning your value, claiming your worth, and living a life of abundance entitled, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough. We have so much to talk about today, Mariah. Welcome. Thank you so much, Summer. It is a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Before we jump into your professional background, can you give us a bit of a picture of where you grew up and some of the people and key moments in your life that influenced your journey? Okay, well, thank you. I will. It's interesting. We all have a journey. And as we go along in life, we find that one thing builds on another. And our path at the point we are right at this moment possibly didn't look anything like what people from our childhood would imagine we had in store for us. As a kid, I was a tiny little thing and easily picked on and all the things that go into that when you're a child and growing up and then junior high and high school. And I'm sure many of your listeners can kind of resonate with that where they didn't have exactly as they planned or things got busy and then they got hectic and life took them on a different journey. But for me, I was able to work in a care center kitchen when I was 16 and had these older patients, or actually we called them residents in the care center, who said to me, oh, honey, you should be a nurse. This could be your calling. And I took them up on it, not knowing. It was just kind of a leap of faith that I went into nursing and found out it really was my calling. It was a really good fit. But it's not till I started really investing in myself with the holistic practices that I made a turn from leaving those critical inner voices of childhood and the not good enough feelings and all that stuff that we get, as, especially as women. We hear those negative things that come in and we internalize them. Once I started using these holistic practices, not just with my patients and their families and the staff, but with myself, my life turned and made a a definite change. And in 2003, I lived on the island of Kauai in Hawaii, and that's where my spiritual journey really began to take hold. And over the past many years, I've deepened my practice and found out the value of self-care and how that can change. And we can weed out that inner critic 
begin to love ourselves. And when we do that, when we internalize that love that's deep down inside of us, within us, and the kindness and gratitude and respect for ourselves, then it comes out to other people. Mm-hmm. And so that is how my trajectory happened. During the pandemic, we had another opportunity because I was retired. My husband and I lived in Columbia, South America at the time. And my 89-year-old mom lived in Iowa alone. And I just knew as a retired nurse that I felt a duty to be with her in the event that she would develop COVID and then die. I knew that I would be pretty heartbroken if I hadn't tried to be there for her. Well, I can say that we did come back to Iowa. She and my husband and I lived together in a home, and she has survived the pandemic. So it's been a real blessing for me. My heart goes out to anyone who suffered the significant loss that COVID has taken on people. But it's with knowing that we can affect things just by our actions that made the change and made me decide and my husband to write this book, Journey While You Are More Than Enough. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That is an interesting journey and how that evolved and what you're doing today and where you've been and how that really has played into your own personal wellness, which actually is my second question. So let's talk a bit about your journey as a critical care emergency nurse. This is a high stress job and you were in it for many years. So what did you learn from this experience and how did you take, and you mentioned this somewhat, but really how did you take while you were in it, take care of yourself and your own wellness, mental health and physical health? Because I've worked in the mental health field in hospitals and it is very fast paced. When you're doing triage, emergency care, it is so fast paced. So what were some of the things that you did to really focus on your mental and physical health during that time? I was in nursing way before the pandemic hit. And so I would like to say that I am not, I have not been behind the scenes during COVID. And that said, I just want to add that there is so much stress and very exhausted personnel. And my heart goes out to you because it it is a tough thing. Nursing and any medical profession or mental health field is tough anyway before the pandemic. But since the pandemic, my heart goes out to them. And that's why I really feel self-care needs to be even more forefront And to answer your question, it was tough because you did have to step back and really take yourself out of a situation, especially when you lost a patient who wasn't supposed to die. They died before their time. And then a lot of us in the medical profession take that on ourselves as well. Like, what did I, we critique everything. And having self-care in those moments was really important. So for me, it looked like just stepping back kind of getting into my own space. And I, when I was in, I was a neonatal pediatric flight nurse, a transport nurse. And at that time in my career, I hadn't gone down the holistic path. Now, looking back, I know how much that would have been valued by my whole team, not just myself. But once I did 
learn of those tools and techniques. That's when I started sharing it with the with other nurses and was part of a nursing work group that actually spread that through our hospital. But the techniques are really valuable. And when we can do them in a very short period of time, and what happened for me is I would go out to different nursing units. I'd ask if I could come to their unit and help them with some holistic therapies. And they often would find so much benefit, even from something where I started calling 60-second respites. Mm-hmm. And that's where we can try to do different techniques and tools for very brief periods of time. Now, I had nurses, and now everybody charts on a computer, who would allow me and ask me if I would give them some Reiki and aromatherapy while they were charting, and even only for a three-minute period, and they felt the relaxation. They felt those benefits. And once we're aware that we can really have some benefit in that short period of time, that Mm -hmm. makes it realistic. Okay, yeah, I might have 60 seconds. I might have three minutes to give myself to know those tools. And the tools that I'm speaking about will be on our website. And also the we have some of them in our book, Journey While You Are More Than Enough. And it will have a guidebook and an online course as well. And we teach these techniques of self-care in that just for this purpose, for people to really be able to utilize them in a beneficial and a meaningful way. I love that, Mariah, because we can all use tools to integrate into our daily lives to help us de-stress, calm down, really just take a step back and just breathe. And many times, if you took 60 seconds to do that diaphragmatic breathing and just focused in on yourself for 60 seconds, you would be amazed what that does. It's incredible. I was talking to a Dr. Sam Collins and she had said, you know, a lot of people think that they need to carve out 30, 40 minutes, an hour a day. She says, you can integrate the stuff right into your day. Maybe light a candle for the aromatherapy, maybe do some stretches at your desk, maybe do, there's different things you can actually do to feel better and to improve your personal wellness during your day. You don't necessarily have to carve out that 40 or 50 minutes or an hour. I thought that was a wonderful suggestion on her part as well. So I think that these things that you are going to put on your website, they're going to be a phenomenal help to others. So now you've transitioned from nursing, but brought forward all these transferable skills into what you're doing now, which is mindset coaching. So how do you use some of your skills and maybe alternative wellness practices with your clients today? One of the things that I have found in my own personal life, and I know many women especially have this, and I alluded to this earlier, where we get that critical voice within ourselves. And it's interesting, as I've gone along my journey, and many years ago, I read something from Louise Hay that stuck with me. And she's been someone who I have followed and is one of my mentors. She talked about being kind and loving ourselves. And until we hear that and really can internalize it, it kind of sounds, oh, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird. 
And also, people tend to think that self-care is selfish. I need to be caring for this person first or that person. And it's true, we do need and have a responsibility to young children. Perhaps we have a responsibility to elderly people who we really have to help them in their care. And everybody that is someone who we're responsible to, Mm -hmm. that is maybe what we think of as first. However, when we start to realize that if we care for ourselves first, fill our own tank first with love and kindness and gratitude and compassion for ourselves, it automatically overflows to others and those around us. It changes how we feel about ourselves first. It raises our energy, and then we have more to give others. So I encourage people that I work with to start small because if we do something that's very doable first, we can build up. And one activity I'll share with you that I did learn from Louise Hay is called mirror work. Are you familiar with that, Summer? Mm-hmm. I so am. that your listeners haven't heard of mirror work, it's a simple practice. I encourage my clients to do this when they brush their teeth or do their makeup or do their hair. Because we know that you're not going to let your teeth go for several days. It's it's a practice. You right. know that if you don't do it, you have different consequences, right? Right. It's the same way with self-care. And if we can integrate this self-love into a practice that's very doable and make it a habit, it changes our life. And the way the mirror work is and works is you look in the mirror and you say, I love you. You look at your eyes and you say, I love you and your name and follow by your name. Now, at first you're going to feel kind of weird doing it and kind of like, Oh, this is very strange. And that's true. It is. But when it becomes a habit and you say, I love you. And then your name pretty soon you'll get on to understanding that you can add affirmations to that. I'm beautiful. I am a worthy person. I am more than enough. I have great value. And I encourage my clients initially, if they don't feel that in themselves, they can lean on me because I already know. I know each person in who's listening to this in the whole world has value within. And that is critical that we own that. We start shutting down that inner critic When we hear something go on that, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you're so stupid. Say stop. Because we're the only ones who control that voice within. And we get to choose what it says to us. And there isn't any reason or any productive happenings if it's negative. So whatever follows I am follows you. I am beautiful. I am more than enough. I am a good person. I love myself. And when we can integrate that summer, it changes our life. Absolutely. And I love your explanation of this, Mariah, because a lot of people working in the field of mental health, working in the field of human services for years now, don't know first steps, don't know what those first steps are or how to even begin because of conditioning. We have been conditioned by so many around us, especially as women by parents, by clergy, by educators, by just in our professions 
that we're not welcome to a table or we're not, you know, and we've had to overcome that. We've had to break the glass ceiling. We've had to dress a certain way to be welcomed to a boardroom or to a boardroom table, so to speak. And so I think that breaking down that conditioning, understanding those first steps, knowing how to take those first steps, it may feel kind of awkward, but I love that you're giving the ideas for those first steps. So then we can then use those first steps to become habitual. Yeah. As you said, brushing your teeth, you do it every day. Otherwise, you know, the consequences, same thing with our habits in regards to our own personal and self-love as we begin to understand how to do that and how to take those first steps that can become something you do routinely or as a habit. So thank you for that. And thank you for that explanation and that technique, because that is simple and yet effective. Yeah. So thank you. So you and your husband recently wrote a book entitled Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough. Tell us a bit about this book and how it can support others. Thank you. Yes, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough did come about because many people, as I wrote content on LinkedIn for months, and I continued to get support and it encouraged, people told me it encouraged them to do these practices. And like you said, many people were not aware of them. And that surprised me a little bit because I knew how much gratitude journaling, I, is that a practice you do as well? You know, I'm not a big journal person, but I do encourage people who like to write or that it to be an outlet and to be a way of reflection, a way of expressing themselves. I do things in different ways. So I think there's something for everyone. And that's one of the practices that is available for folks if they choose to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think so. And I, I could see your podcast being kind of an outlet for you for gratitude. Oh, absolutely. You're so gracious to your your people you interview and you're, you do, you, you just exude kindness and gratitude and it's obvious. And that is a message for your listeners because you're right. Everybody has a different way and yours, your gift is this way. And when we can find our gift and work and build on that, that's the key to finding success. When we can do something that works for us, not something that we should do, not something that somebody else said you must do. It's all of peace. And once you find your peace and find how it works for you, that's the road that will take you down to building your own self-worth and your self-kindness. As I wrote these posts and got feedback, one thread came through loud and clear, and that is we talk about this in the book, and that is about reaching out and giving your hand to someone else to lift them up. We found, especially during this time during COVID, that people were getting more exhausted, more overwhelmed, and they needed resources, and it was hard to be isolated. So one thing we encourage people to do is even if they're feeling kind of unusual about this, if somebody's name pops into your mind, send them a text, send them an email, write them a handwritten note. There was a reason 
that that happened. And interestingly, we heard back from some people. Each time I would post something in that manner, I would get notes from people who did that and said they really felt kind of skittish about it. They really kind of felt strange about doing it because it was like, oh, I'm writing you out of the blue. I don't know why. And a few people have written back and said, I'm so thankful that you told me to do that. And I did it feeling uncomfortable. But I heard that the person that I sent that note to, it affected him this way or that way. One person told us the person they had reached out to was thinking of taking their life. Mm. Didn't because of one person reaching out. Yeah. Now, if we can save one person's life, it doesn't matter how awkward we feel about it. Reach out, send that text message, send that email, and make yeah. sure you're connecting with other people because they need it right now. Yeah. Such a good message. And I think that we can take this message forward because I, I do know that people need that connection every day. Mm-hmm. We are... We are human beings. And as human beings, we are kind of pack animals, right? We like the connection. We like the involvement. Yeah. Some of us like to be alone sometimes, some of us, but we do thrive on that communication, that connection, that human connection, whether it means just a hello, whether it means getting together with people, whether it means whatever it means to you. However, right now is a time we're not connecting in the same way. So those, that outreach, that hand, that telephone call, that email, that voice text, that is meaningful. And it may feel, as you said, a little awkward doing it, but once you start doing it, you're like, oh my gosh, this feels so good because Mm -hmm. people actually really love it. I used to do this on, um, I still do occasionally on LinkedIn and I leave just on Fridays, maybe a voice, uh, a voice text for somebody or a a direct message for somebody um, on LinkedIn on a personal message, just so that I can connect and say, Hey, I'm thinking of you. I just want you to know that I'm thinking of you today. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. And it's something so simple. As you said, Mariah, I love that in this book on your website, you're going to have all these unique techniques and these steps that people can take to reach out to others for their own personal and professional wellness, how you can integrate wellness into your daily life. It's so important. So resources like your website, like Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough are so helpful and supportive to community. So thank you for for doing what you do and for creating a space where people can learn these techniques that are really very fulfilling and do support wellness. So thank you for that. So as we come to the close of this interview, my last question for you, Mariah, is if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? My thought on that is the same for everyone. It doesn't matter where your past has been. Use the past as stepping stones. If you have something in your past that you don't like to look at, that's not pretty. We've all had missteps. Use those as building blocks. Own your value today. Know that you are more than enough. Your life is worthy of living, and we're so glad you're here. You're such an important part 
of the world. Bring your joy forward. Thank you, Mariah. I'm so happy you were able to join me on the Core Women podcast today. Yes, thank you, Summer. I really appreciate this opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can connect and follow Mariah Edgington on LinkedIn, Facebook, bizcatalyst360.com and at www.mariahedgington.com. You can also find her book on Amazon and other retailers. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.